Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mash Day Chronicles episode 32. This week we are joined by Jade Lovelace. She is a holistic entrepreneur and pet sitter based in California in the US. Jade's positive and warm energy drew me towards her initially. I checked out her Instagram page and started to follow her straight away. I immediately felt a really feel-good vibe from her videos and posts. And she's also an avid cyclist. And this is something I really enjoy too. It's a good activity to keep fit and active during the lockdown periods. Jade has a focus on using natural healing remedies and mindset, so I knew this conversation could inspire others. She also has a sweet cat called Friday, who even travels along with her on road trips. I can't wait to find out more about Jade and Friday's life together. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us today, Jade. I've really enjoyed doing my little background research on you, as I do with all the guests. I've briefly introduced you already, but if you could please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, that would be amazing. All right. Hi, um, or uh, as I like to say, aloha, y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm Jade, Miss Lovelace, and me and Friday are the Lovelace ladies. I am kind of in a transitioning stage, a little bit even before the pandemic happened. Um, And so I wanted to take all of the nomadic business that I had there and incorporate what I learned when I had to stop being nomadic and I became stationary. And then I decided that I did want to live nomadically and go that way. So now I'm taking everything I learned and kind of like mushing it together to manifest this lifestyle that I want to live And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I also love what I do. And I've been inspired by a lot of people, including you, um, to (laughs) with taking, (laughs) it's true though, it's true, with taking a step back and being how much better of a pet sitter can I be? How much more involved in community can I be? And even before doing that, what do I personally align with? And so I decided to record and and show, like to hold myself accountable and share that and share the natural holistic stuff that I personally use that I've seen that show a difference to be like, Hey man, I'm not just shooting glitter up your butt. Like this is stuff that, (laughs) you know, that helps and I have experience and knowledge. And because I've taken extra time to go back and rebuild my foundations so that I can come forward and be like, I don't know, standing alongside everybody in the pet community and really getting a real deep feel for it so that I can incorporate the holistic community that I see. And I can, I feel like the holistic community could really use the kitchen table learning style of the pet community 
to have us all grow. And if we could intertwine those two, it would just be phenomenal. And I don't know how, and I don't know if there's already somebody out there doing that, but I know that if you be, if you do the things that you want to see, people that are doing them will come around you. So like, you know, just be about it and it'll come to you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I get that completely. Um, and I'm so interested in your approach because so in the UK, holistic isn't really, you know, something that many people kind of it's not an approach that many people use, and I'm not really sure why. I feel like we're very I don't know, out a bit outdated in the UK. Like we need to kind of like pick up and and kind of follow suit of what you guys are doing in the US because um, there's so many benefits to using holistic practices. But I feel like there's, I guess maybe it's just a lack of understanding about what it kind of is. So could you tell us a bit more about what it is, what it means to be a holistic entrepreneur and what it entails? Because I feel like a lot of people in the UK would really like to know. Okay, so so remember how I told you when we were doing this, it was the three pages, like two of the pages was (laughs) this right here, was this question right here, because this is one of the things that I ask myself is, you know, what is it, what is, what is being an entrepreneur mean when you think about it and you watch all these like so I love Khan Academy and so it's a free and it helps with education and it's it's just phenomenal and they actually have this class on there where you can they just ask entrepreneurs and large people like that Elon Musk on there I know people just like that guy but he I mean he's up there so you might want to hear what he has to say you know or mm. be informed I guess and other people that have done like a lot and you see the personalities and the way they flow through life and I was like oh man and then I started doing that comparing thing and then so then I that's then I was like okay we really got to like hone in on holistic entrepreneur and what that means for me and what and how I'm how I want to impact the world but like in my own way and I just I realized I'm not a teacher And I don't necessarily want to be a teacher, but I want people to think. I want people to like look at my life and be like, huh, I, I cool, 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 cool. And how did you do that? And then they can go find me and they'll be like, okay, all right, cool. I'm I'm just going to try that. I feel like if I live the life of doing all these things, Mm -hmm. I can just inspire people. And I know people want to inspire like multiple people, but for me, it's like, start right there with the person next to you. You know, if you're always thinking about like 50 billion people, like you're not going to reach anyone, like start with the one person next to you and be like, hey, are you connecting with this? Are we, you know, have you taken a breath today? Can I sit next to you and just let you be who you are, you know, and like, and that just that alone, just like being in the presence of someone and just being there, that's already, that's holistic. Mm -hmm. That's it's, I feel like it's just being aware it's, it's just being self-aware when you're living out your values and it's not going to be perfect every day. Right. Cause I'm like an all or nothing type of person. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm either like, yes, yes, yes. I have to do it hundred percent. Or if it's not going to come out perfect or I can't do it all the right way or exactly the way I want it, I won't do it at all. 
And then I'll just busy myself with a bunch of side projects. And I noticed that, that that's not healthy. And I had a massive burnout. And so I had to redefine what entrepreneur, what workload meant for me and how to actually implement, you know, cause I'm a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing good for people. So, you know, there's no really no time to take out for myself. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but people that have been doing it for a long time, have implemented practices that are their lifestyle. Like yeah. it's not, oh yeah, I, you know, they're like, I meditate. And you're like, oh, ha, 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 they meditate. No, they, when you sit down and say, I'm going to do this every single freaking day, it's like, oh, it's not, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's climbing a mountain and the mountain is you and your willingness to carve a new brain wave inside of your brain that is used to doing something comfortably the same way all the time. And that's like a uphill battle. But when you watch those people do that every single day, they're looking at long-term. And so that's what I want to do. And I thought, you know what, even though I've had my burnout, I'm still young. I'm acting like I'm 50. (laughs) And like, because I failed, like I don't, I'm 29. I haven't Mm -hmm. even hit my 30 mark. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to have my midlife crisis. And then I'm going to realign. No, I didn't want to call it crisis. I want to call it my realignment. You know, I wanted to have a complete realignment of my life and just I'm an avatar I can create myself however I want like a D&D character I want to be a little bit smarter there's some free education because I got the interwebs I want to you know be fit okay well now I just have to do the stuff and having no shame in how small those steps have to be for you and I think that's where we get crazy about it. And I want to show people that like your steps can be ridiculously, stupidly small and it can take you one month to implement one habit. But if that habit is for your mental health, if that habit is for giving your life, for improving your life for mm-hmm. you, then that's that's holistic. And that's you being an entrepreneur in your life. You are making ways, you're seeing a need in yourself and how you can improve and evolve to live your best life and change that. And I feel like it just, I feel like for me personally, holistic entrepreneur is personal. And I touch people mm-hmm. in very personal ways. And, and I had to separate myself from comparing to people who impact massive amounts of people, but that's their calling. Everyone's different. And so the beauty of having a holistic entrepreneur is you can, you could take that and you can make it anything. And when I understood that I could make that anything, I realized that I could implement all of the girly stuff that I like into mm-hmm. my business, like arts and crafts. Meditating means I could color. Meditating means I can walk. Meditation is fluid. Life is fluid. How I handle things. Once you get to know yourself and how you function and how you work, you can start to change that. And then living life becomes more of an adventure and more of uh, more about embracing and allowing yourself to enjoy experiences versus constantly hustling. And I think that's, yeah, I think, sorry, that was so long. <laughs> do, you know what? <laughs> no, Jay, do you know what? Listening to you, I'm literally feeling like I'm so happy that I invited you onto this podcast because <laughs> honestly, I feel like you're just a natural, like I'm just, not like I'm listening, I'm going to definitely listen back to this episode and like <laughs> note down some of the things that you said because I'm like, wow, <laughs> like I never thought about it that way. And it's so true. And I love like thinking about 
being an entrepreneur of your own life. And I feel like when you start to really, you know, feel and reap the benefits of, of what you're doing and the changes that you're making, it becomes a lifestyle. So you don't even think of it as something you need to do. It will just come mm-hmm. naturally. Like you don't even think about it anymore. Like this is yes. just you and this is just your life and how you live. Yes, yes, it is, it is. Oh gosh. I feel like all tingly. I'm all excited. Oh good. <laughs> no, I can I can feel your energy and I can hear it in your voice. So I love that. So yes. keep it up. <laughs> I'm telling you, energy is energy is literally palpable and it's not about distance, it's about intent. And intent uh-huh. is an individual and so it doesn't matter you can even feel it through a letter like yes it's powerful stuff man (laughs) it is is. um so both of your kind of businesses are connected as we've mentioned you use the holistic approach whilst you're doing pet sitting and whilst you're obviously you know going around and and doing your massage and everything else that you do so how do you kind of use these practices with animals um is it easy to apply this like how do you start oh so that is actually a really wild question so when I had my burnout um I was working a bunch of jobs that were in the same industry, but I wasn't able to do massage because I didn't have my license in Tampa. Okay. And so I picked up dog sitting because I was really excited. I had a family member uh, move with me and she was like the person who was also going to do van life with me. So we were both very nomadic beings. And so we had a deep connection and she has always been phenomenal with animals. Mm -hmm. And just like my mom, um, you know, who's also, she was like a vet as well. So her and my mom had this connection and then that's how me and her kind of got close. My mom was kind of like, make this friend, you know? So, um, so my cousin (laughs) and I over the years kind of followed each other digitally as well. And then we decided, you know what, we're going to like live together, move together, start a business together. And so she was number one in, or I don't know if she still is, I'm I'm not quite sure, um, in Corpus Christi on Rover for being the number one pet sitter. And so I was like, what a phenomenal person to learn from. Um, And so she was like, yeah, let's do pet sitting and house sitting and I'll show you the ropes. And she was the person that gave me my first uh, pets. And it was, oh my gosh, um, (laughs) Cleo and Sophia. And they were two short, little, tiny, scrawny dogs. And they were like, I instantly fell in love with them because they were just so uniquely different personalities Mm. and she kind of showed, and they were also really high maintenance dogs. So having her there and show me how to like introduce a person and, and, and really get into the ropes of Rover was amazing. But then when our friendship fell off and then I kind of felt like I'm not actually doing what I love, which is massage. I started massaging dogs and I just felt so lost. And I started spending a lot of time with the dogs because I was work, 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 work all the time. And then when I started picking up clients with the pet sitting, because I just, I fell in love with it. So I started altering my day jobs around the pet sitting because I was like, no, this feels good Mm -hmm. and I like it. And it gets me out of the situation I'm in, you know, and, and I'm doing work, which I like. So even when I'm pet sitting, I, I'm like planning out the day, you know, like here's their routine, but like if auntie Jade's there, what's vacation time for them. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I love that. And I started implementing like stuff I learned from the spa and doing it for the dogs. And I was like, this feels like healing for me. And like, they love it, but it's also just when I started walking them, I started thinking like, 
that's when I started being like, how is my life aligning to these values? And the, the animals led me to that, caring for them, them just being able to sit with me, no matter if I was upset or crying, no matter if I was, you know, um, feeling a certain type of way, mm-hmm. you know, and animals are like, let's, you know, you can deep in this. And then I was like, you know what, that's true. And when I dug into the, my deeper self, I dug into my holistic background because that's where I had the knowledge of self-healing. That's where I had all this education of how to help yourself. Right. And that's, and I used that and I was like, okay, and I'm applying this in this way, but the animals show you a higher way to apply that to self. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, okay. They live that lifestyle every day, that in the moment, that how can I, you know, and so I wanted to start implementing both of them and kind of incorporating, incorporating that. And I, as the business aspect, I guess it's just knowing that your animals get a specific type of care, like Auntie Jade's care is just a very specific type of hands-on care. And what I found is I'm actually in this class right now because I love Reiki. So I'm level two Reiki for people. Mm-hmm. And it's one of, that's the energy. You know, that's why I'm really big into the energy. Yeah. And, um, and the animal Reiki is very different from people Reiki. Okay. And animal Reiki is where you have that fluid moment of meditation where you learn that meditation is, is fluid. And it's really about finding how you connect and ground and center to self. And it could be coloring. It could be, but it's, it's having quiet time to listen to your own thoughts. So it can't be like watching TV because you're distracting and it couldn't be like reading a book necessarily, you know, but like maybe cleaning or Mm, dancing. Cooking. Yeah. Cooking. Right. Something that like you can, it's like natural for you, you know? And then, and then I was like, I like chat. Childhood stuff. So I realized that coloring does help those little like adult coloring books. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love that stuff. Just doing mm-hmm. it over and over. And, uh, but allowing, giving myself permission to have that time and realizing it's not childish. Mm-hmm. It's me creating space for my mental health. And that needs to become a routine and the animal and the animals teaching us how to simply be. And that's the difference between, I guess, I guess that's the similarity as well as the difference in in combining the two, like animal and human and holistic all together. We're just like learning from each other. The animals are our biggest teachers. Yes. And 100. we are their protectors. And yeah, and combining that means you both living the same lifestyle. I, mm-hmm. I guess not like you're not like a dog. You know, I, I don't want that to sound extreme. In America, people take things really like far. So <laughs> we get really worried about how I say, no, how, I word, how I word things. No, we get you. We get you. Like <laughs> I'm forever telling people you can learn so much from cats and dogs and all animals, you know, really. But yes, but from from cats and dogs, you can learn so much. And um. I feel like if you really, you know, channel into them, it's almost like a telepathic communication that you have and they understand yes. you and you understand Because they want them. to connect. Yes, they do. They really do. Yes. And it's so sweet when they do. And when you finally feel like you are connecting with a pet, like, and they, and you kind of understand them and what they're trying to, to tell you. Um, it's just an amazing moment. Like, and you can really feel it as well. Like it, it becomes 
very apparent. I don't know if that's the same kind of feeling that you get, Jill, yes. but like, yeah, like you feel like they understand you. You kind of look at them and you're like, I feel like we're talking, but not Got you. Yeah, I'm glad you get it. Yeah, I'm glad you feel the same. <laughs> because when I tell other people, they're like, really? Like, they think I'm extreme. They're like, what are you talking no, about? No, no. It's like an in the zone thing. Like, I yeah. would even compare it to like when I'm massaging. That's exactly what it was. It was that I finally got that feel good that I got at the end of a massage when I look at the person and their shoulders have dropped two inches. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, I physically see my work. I know when they get off this table, they will butter out of here. Like, it's just... Right. And so whenever you connect with an animal, a certain way, for me, for me, it was dog walking. And I realized that you can actually meditate with your animal by connecting your heart to their heart. That's something that I learned in my um, animal Reiki class. And so when you're walking with your animal and you're taking that time with them, um, instead of, you know, seeing it as like you're connected by the leash, you can see it as like the warm light from your heart to their heart and just being in the present and seeing life and being in that moment with them. And that's literally practicing and helping you as well as them. And it seems so simple, but it is so impactful. And if you do that regularly, that's when you start having like these, aha, you know, like I have discovered something within myself (laughs) and like, you you know, like evolve and feel like, you know, good and stuff. And then, you know, when you're like, I feel like every, I feel like everyone has those aha moments. And then when they describe it, everyone's like, well, yeah, that's the sky, but it's not, it's not until you've experienced it. You're like, Mm -hmm. well, that's, God, you know, like, like, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Would you say that's what you love most about your job then? Because it seems like it really is like those moments. Yes. It's those, yes, it's those key moments when you connect with a being, whether it's animal or human, and being able to help them. And also, what's crazy is with animals it's not touch. Reiki isn't about touching. And as humans, we're very tactile creatures, but animals, when you just let them be in your space and allowing that and, and understanding that boundaries, kind of that deep sense of boundaries and that deep sense of, of safety of just being silently in the presence of another being Mm -hmm. and being able to practice that with another human being is a lot harder, but it's almost yeah. like the animal will lead you to that. And when we do that, it creates curiosity to understand one another is what I feel like. And that's what I love about the animal community, because I feel like the animals have spoken into the community that that's what it is about. And I want to take that and I want to put it in more into the holistic community, because I feel like for the teachers, for the people doing the holistic practices is what I'm saying um, for, for them to Mm -hmm. take care of themselves so they don't run into that intense burnout and yeah yeah because it's so common my sister um she is also a massage therapist and um my uh, my boyfriend is um a personal trainer and he's always saying things to me like he he loves that he helps people and they feel amazing but he feels like crap after it and I'm like self-care man like it's all about self-care and it's it's, it feels amazing obviously to help other people but you need to help yourself before you can help other people you know 
you have to pour from a full cup. If you're not full, you're not pouring anything. Mm -hmm. And so you're only, and then, and then people think that you're amazing, but think about it. This like what made me motivated was like, okay, if I'm that amazing at half, I wouldn't say half ass, but I would say if I'm that amazing at half me, right. Mm -hmm. Without giving back to myself, imagine how much more I could give back to my clients if I'm at full capacity, me, giving me everything that I need in ways that speak to me. And I think that I feel like that's, that's really important to allow people to see those options. You know, there's physical therapy. Does that work for you? Physical fitness. Does that work for you? Massage. There's even healing where you don't have to have anybody touch you. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many different areas where you can give back to yourself. Where did this come from? This interest? Uh, so this <laughs> interest deepened when I decided to let go of my, I guess I got married very young mm-hmm. and I really was lost. I tried to follow, uh, very, I'm from the South. So I'm originally from Texas and we have very interesting customs there. And I'm from West Texas, El Paso. So I was raised on the border. And in high school, I was moved to the, to Houston, which is a completely different culture. So if you've seen those two types of cultures, you, um, you bounce around a lot. And so I was able to see different, the way different lifestyles impact differently. And I didn't like how the real I did it for me personally I did not like the religious practices yeah and so I'm veered away from it and my mom's side of the family when I moved to away from West Texas when I moved within my mom she was the one that was like very very hippie style like French like they'd kiss me on the mouth and I was like, what are you doing? And my aunt would like pinch my butt and she'd be like, oh, look at you. You're growing into a beautiful woman. Pinch your butt. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're touching me. Like, what is this, this thing? What is this? And, and like having somebody massage me for the first time, you know, and that caring. And it wasn't creepy mm-hmm. as I was taught it to be, you know, where he touches the just like, it's like a no-no, you know, like you just, you don't. And learning that it's a healing aspect started, I guess, very young. And I didn't realize that that's kind of what it was. And slowly it kind of just integrated in my, my, my grandma was the first one to tell me, she was like, you know, you should really invest in going down a holistic path. Like, Mm. what do you want with your life? And, you know, because at the time I wanted to be a writer and I was working on my first book and it was like a compilation of all these poems and, and so I kind of like brushed her off, but I liked the idea of like, oh, it'd be cool if I could like be like a plant lady and like have my own <laughs> stuff. So it always like intrigued me, but I thought I had to be a certain way. And so when my divorce happened, I was really heartbroken. And so I walked two miles to a bus stop, took a bus to downtown. First time I ever got on public transportation. At the time I was in Hawaii. And then, you know, fast forward, I go in there, it's the business. And I go, I found Remington College. So Remington College, Honolulu is where I got my massage license. And I love that that school changed my life. And I took the bus there and I go down and I was going for their business program is what I wanted to do. Cause they told you you could get a bachelor in two years. And I was like, what? That's crazy down. Let's do this. And so I was like all pumped up to go. And then I 
walked to the second floor and it was massage school and people were again hugging and touching and connecting and everyone had this energy this vibe and this teacher was singing anatomy and touching her body and making kids jump and like I mean from all ages like 17 there's like a 52 year old woman in there jumping and like she wasn't like jumping jumping but she was like you know touching her body and like you know singing a lot and I was like this is so inspirational like how deep for you to get people to get so involved with this passion I want this and I signed up like a month later and that's I mean that's where it all started. It was literally like it always teased me in, you know, jumping from here. It was like, hey, this doesn't really sit with you. And then going to a different culture and being like, whoa, okay, this does. And still finding like it just kept calling, calling until it was like, all right, here I am. Bam. This is not business, Jade. You're psh, you're going to go holistic life path. Mm-hmm. And then I learned you can do your own business through it. And I was like, oh, I get the best of both worlds. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's so true because like I felt like that about pet sitting because I didn't even know this could be a business, Jade. Like I had no idea that I could actually do this and like do something that I love and and work with animals. Like I never knew I could do this. Like I felt like this is only some something somebody could do if they maybe studied to be a vet or like they had like way more experience than I did. I just loved cats and I'd been around them the whole of my life, but I had no idea that was enough for people to kind of like trust me enough, I guess, to look after their pets. And when I like realized that it was and that they actually really valued my service and what I was doing for their pets, that's when my eyes kind of opened and I thought, oh my gosh, like you, like I can actually do this as a business. This is amazing. Like, honestly, this is the best I've ever had. Um, And I can't see myself wanting to- We're doing anything else or ever going back to something normal. Yeah, no, I understand. (laughs) Exactly. Like maybe do something else, but this definitely alongside has to be the major. Yes, it has to be the major. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I completely get that feeling and everything you just spoke about. It's so true. Um, I love your approach to your business binder, which you call your spell book. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I love the whole idea that you see your plans as spells or conjuring up something. Have you had, have you always had that kind of interest in witchy things too? So I've always enjoyed the witchiness of it and it's gotten really like more easy to understand it. But growing up, it was always like, you know, bad voodoo. Mm. um from my background Uh, yeah yeah yeah. so we did it but my family but my but my family was very big into energy even though they were Christian so uh do you remember the secret do you did you ever read that book yeah 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 the secret yeah so the first time I saw it I was I think it was like a freshman in high school and I thought that was wild like I was like what people actually like manifest like that just you know, and I just thought it was crazy that they called it a secret, but that's literally like as an adult, as a child sitting there watching us as a freshman, listening to people get so hyped up about how they're the conjurers of their life got me so frustratingly upset. I know this is so kind of weird because I was like, you are literally the master of your own 
world. Mm -hmm. You are the conjurer of your life. You're the wizard of your reality. And yes, you only have so much means, but you are in control of yourself, your emotions. And with that, you can impact the things around you to change. And it doesn't mean that just because you change overnight, you're going to get an overnight. It's like long-term, long thought. And that's just like with, I guess, yeah, just like with spells and stuff, you put it all together. You put all the things, you put in the consistency, you put in the diligence, you put in the idea, you put in the test, you put in the failure, you put in the next failure, you put in the try again. And then, you know, you keep bubbling until you have what you want or the almost and you try again. And I think, I think I, I think what inspired me to like make it all witchy was whenever I was redesigning my business and the values. And I loved going on Instagram and seeing all of these girls do these holistic crystal things and explaining it to people in very easy ways and just spreading the knowledge and community where I'm from. That wasn't like a thing, you know, like even when I found people that did that stuff, they were more about like telling me how I was doing it wrong than about teaching me anything. And so for me, I'm so against that style I guess you could say yeah where it's like don't belittle me educate me show me make me understand what's going on here and I think that I when I watched that video and I just it just had this like at that age it just had this like whirlwind of effect where I was like okay when I become an adult I'm not gonna let this happen I'm gonna manifest my own life but then adulthood happened and then that's when I had my breakdown and I was like oh no Mm-hmm. And then we went full circle and here we are now. And it was like, all right. So I wanted to make it fun though. And I wanted for people to be able to follow along with me. And it's not like, yes, I'm realigning my life with these spreadsheets and I'm getting my stuff on track. It's like, no, man, it's just, it's having a good time. It's literally making time to have a good time. Cause I'm, I'm an overachiever and I like working. It's like what, like my backfall is to work. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm stressed. Let me go work. Like, so okay. I think that's just like capitalism. I don't know. So, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, so implementing this and I guess the witchiness of it reminds me in a fun way that like speaks to me personally and speaks to, I guess, my childhood self, you know, even back then where I was like, this is ridiculous. You can conjure anything you want, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, look, young me speaking to older me, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and honoring her by making it spunky and fun. And because I really do believe in that. I like crystals. I like making tea and saging my house and, but I don't always want to do it the way other people do it. And, you know, sometimes I want to stage my house and listen to Tupac, you know, Mm -hmm. or sometimes, you know, with my crystals, I just want to like, I don't know, put them out on my fake grass. And I hope that's enough. And like, and be okay with that. But like, Mm -hmm. it's you putting the actions out there to do the things that make you feel good. You're like, yeah, that felt good. And I made time to do things that inspire me. And so, and I guess when I lost the massage, now that you know, when I lost the ability to do what I love now, it just, it impacted it so much heavier. And I was like, all right, well now I'm going to go. And this time when I go, I'm going to go all the way, all the way down to like everything exactly the way that I not like controlling how I want it, but like to keep trying to manifest that lifestyle, the most creative while keep honoring my childhood, which is sounds easy, but it's hard, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. It's so important. Like even in day-to-day practice, like I didn't like, so I work with children and I love that as well, as well as working with pets. I love working with children because they allow me 
to be silly. They allow me to like tune into my inner child. I'm a big kid. I'm like, so I'm 32, <laughs> Jade, but literally I feel like I'm 12 inside because yes. <laughs> honestly, like I have so much fun with these kids and I take them to activities and I'm like, I tell their parents, yeah, we're going here, we're going there. But really I'm excited. I'm like, oh, secretly like this is for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're going to an adventure playground today. It's for the kids. It's secretly for me because I love it. I absolutely love that. And I think it's so important because you lose touch. You forget to play when you're an adult. You forget things. Yes. And it keeps you alive. Like it keeps you alive mentally and physically to tune into in a child. And cats and dogs are the same. They love to play. So again, they're teaching us. They're teaching us and we need to listen to that, you know? Yes, 100%. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you take care of both cats and dogs. Can you give us some Mm -hmm. insight into how they differ? Because I like mostly look after cats. I, I look after dogs occasionally and I love them so much. But I feel like sometimes I don't have enough time because as you know you know dogs do require a little bit more than cats cats Mm. are quite you know self-maintenance and like you know they don't need walks and stuff well some cats do but um you know all dogs kind of need that kind of stimulation um and I would say they're probably more similar to children um So, so how, what is that like for you? How do they differ? And, and do you kind of like change your kind of approach a lot or? You, you have to, Yeah, you, you definitely have to. And I mean, you have to keep in mind different, like they're different species altogether. And I am a dog person. I'm naturally a dog person. Yeah. Um, I had a, my first rescue as a dog, Adelaide, and she was my life. She went with me everywhere, all the time in the car with me, to the beach, everything. And so having a cat is different. You you can't like train a cat like you train a dog. You can't punish a cat like you punish a dog. You can't you can't even approach a cat like you can approach a dog. And even with dogs, you have to approach each breed of dog differently. I mean, the core being, of course, that like, you just, if you're in their space, you know, you allow calmly to be in their space and then they'll decide if they want to approach you or not realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you have to approach them each as individuals um, when you do that, especially with domesticated, because they're they're not in sur- fight or flight survival mode like the wilds are. They're, they have personality. They've, they have a place to create and develop that. And so you really have to engage them, especially with, I feel like with cats, it's easier for me to connect like bond with the cat Mm -hmm. but it's harder for me to play with them because I get so excited because one of the things I loved about dog sitting is I'm a hyper person in general so I have a lot of natural energy it just never went away I thought like I thought that was just gonna stay like annoying me in high school but no it's that literally just like powered me through everything like (laughs) I'm just a very hyper person I love dogs I love playing with them and so when I first got Friday I got so excited with like the the string toy and I would like run around the living room I was like chase the string toy chase the string toy like (laughs) she was like what the hell are you doing (laughs) I am leaving get away from you crazy lady and then like I would come home and I'd be like oh second girl 
and like you know because like when you talk to a dog like yeah, that, you yeah, get, they get excited, excited. yeah they get yeah. excited and like Heidi would just be like no and she'd like run away and so yeah. <laughs> it's it was hard to switch it back and forth like she actually got really attached to my roommate before she got attached to me mm. um so and so it was it was an adjusting period and doing and actually incorporating learning how to incorporate energy work with animals has helped her and I's relationship grow because I mean yeah I learned how to play with her properly after a little bit like I was like okay I'm being ridiculous but (laughs) um (laughs) but um I think yeah I think just I feel like you have to approach domesticated animals like they're their own personality with keep yeah. in mind that they're an individual and then and then with those in the wild keep keep in mind that they're fight or flight so you have to stay curious about the animal and not be reactive with their reactions I guess mm-hmm. and and so I just yeah that's how I vibe with that <laughs> yeah yeah um, I love your idea of your pineapple bomb gifts. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about that and what they are? <laughs> so I missed massage life. And in massage life, I loved doing little birthday gifts for my clients, like mm-hmm. my regular repeats. And so I'll like give them like, oh, you get 30 minutes free. And then I'll put like a little Starbucks coffee and I'll make like a little thing. And I love doing that. Like I love working in the spa environment. And because I got to work for a more high-end spa um, in Tampa, I was able to learn how to do that. Like pretty, you know, like, Mm. like the, you know, you, you could see there's homemade and then there's someone that got trained to do it where you're like, gotcha. You know, there's like that quality touch. And so I was like, I really want to do that. But for like my pet sitting experience, like I want to, cause I have that background. So why not? And, and, um, and so I decided to make these cute little pineapple bombs, but I didn't have a car. So I cycled everywhere and I had to invent a, pi- a way to gift this pineapple in X amount of time in heat and or cold <laughs> and be able to just pull it out of my backpack, pop it in there and go. And so on Amazon, they had these little foldable um, party. I think it's actually for like a baby shower uh, for yeah. the, like pineapple and it turns into a pineapple and I fit everything foldable in my backpack. And then I would lay down my backpack and I would set it up and put it there. And I wanted to deliver because I rode my bike to people's dog houses anyways. Everybody knew that I stayed on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love that. They, when they found that out, they were, they were super supportive anyways. They were like, yeah, you can park it in the garage. And like, again, that community feel was really cool. Um, and so I just, because it was, because they're so like that, you just want to give back at the exactly. best possible yeah. way. And so I was like, I want to give back. And then I was like, oh, when I have a car again when I have my when I build my van I want to be able to do that consistently like I want to be able to give back to my clients regularly I want us to have like a bond and so the pineapple gifts I I'm so happy that you mentioned that because that's the first version and since then I have upgraded and I have like changed it up and I'm so excited I even got like my camera ready to like do like special um I'm gonna get like um I got my logo like an official logo made since then and I've got a like a special sticker with Friday on it it's like Friday's face and so I can slap that anywhere around and so um that's gonna be on there and the golden pineapples are gonna be for people that have like 
like loyalty gift cards and stuff like that. And this is yeah. all from just listening to like pet sitter professionals and listen to all these other people implement. And I was like, Oh, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Oh, I like that. I'm going <laughs> to write that down. And like, just like, uh, like growing. And then like, I don't know. So I just, the pineapples is literally just a bomb of my appreciation because it's yeah. literally like, here you go. Have some freaking aloha. I love you. Thank you for choosing me because yes, it's a community, but at the end of the day, it's still also like, I want to be in your animal's life and you mm-hmm. chose me to be a part of your family. Yes. And I realize that responsibility. So I want you to know that you are with number one top-notch person. He, oh, by the way, here's an awesome gift. <laughs> yeah. Just like, so here's a cherry on top. Here you go. Like that. <laughs> I love that. I might have to start doing that myself because that sounds like an awesome idea. And like, it's just such a privilege that, you know, people actually trust you enough to take care of your pet. And not only that, they're so kind and gracious about it. Like they, I feel like sometimes they over accommodate for me. And I'm oh, like, hang on, I'm just yes. here to do a job. Like you're treating me like royalty right now. Like this is insane. <laughs> I don't even want to take your money. Like this is just too much like it's overwhelming sometimes because you feel like oh my goodness I want to give you something because this is yes. just, this is just so I much feel fun. it feels like I feel bad especially because I'm yeah. so uh, from the south so it's like southern hospitality and I was like okay hold the phone like if I'm in Florida and I feel like you're being more hospitable than me like mm-hmm. that ain't right so <laughs> <laughs> We have to yeah. change that so yes you should and it's like it's actually yeah. really easy once you start doing it you just get really involved in it yeah. and um so I've I actually decided that to start my van build uh with the portable office start there Ooh. and I'm starting and I, it's, it's like kind of like my brain's working backwards so it went from that all the way down to I'm creating these pineapple bomb gifts and I'm designing them exactly the way I want them and how to be able to replicate them on the go quickly, like mm-hmm. from myself and how much that would cost per pineapple bomb. So I could budget that out to see how I could be able to long-term sustain that quality of care. And I never have to go under that and, and cap it out for, for myself or whatever. And so like, I, like whenever you're like, how about the pineapple bombs? I was like, oh, <laughs> all the way back down to the little gift. <laughs> such a cool idea um have you have you had to work with any challenging pets behavior wise at all and if so how did you approach this so actually no but when I did I haven't because I felt like my my teacher um Anna my family member she really helped to navigate me with dogs so when her and I did a girls trip we took three dogs with us we took her to my grand dogs so August and October and then we also took a dog she was watching on vacation with us like they trusted her so much with their dog they allowed her to take the dog on vacation with us and her dogs yes and he was Charlie and oh I loved Charlie he's like this little (laughs) old man and he stinkiest farts anyway so (laughs) um so we traveled there and he and like traveling with the dogs and seeing how she traveled with them and her showing me and teaching me and being like this is because she uh was also a vet tech so she was like this is where Mm -hmm. their thing is you read their breath and I think 
it became less scary for me when I started being able to be like, this is, you know, this is all learnable content and it's on me and my responsibility to like learn these things and, and her showing me that and, and like her actively showing me what that lifestyle looks like, you know, like even before we get out of the car, she has like a system and a protocol, you know, and she's like always like, oh, she was like, see how that animal's, and so like, she'll be playing around, but like, she's super aware of everything. And so the first time I had, I guess my struggle client was a little tiny chihuahua named Jojo. And she didn't, we saw her two times um, when I was set pet sitting her and I thought it was, and I thought it was going to go fine. So the third time we came in there, she was not happy she would not let me go anywhere near her she was just growling she's so upset and so I was like all right and so I just I knew that she needed to go to the bathroom so I just sat down all the way at the bottom of the stairs and so she would come to the door and then so I went all the way down to the bottom of the porch and just chilled out and I felt like I just kind of naturally knew that she just needed to know that she was in control and that I knew this was her home you know and that she just you know that I'm cool and so I just let her do her thing. And it took about 30 minutes of me just chilling. And I was like playing on my phone and I was like, you know, just hanging out, letting her know, you know, it's cool. And, and I felt like if I would have been without Anna's guidance with seeing how she handled the dogs on the go and seeing her life when we were in Corpus Christi and handling her house full of like nine, 10 dogs at a time and how to handle. Yeah. And I mean, she was like, she like boarded dogs, walked dogs, sitted dogs would do like reach for dogs. And like, just, we even had a rescue when I was staying with her there, we did a rescue. And so I was able to experience that. She taught me and, and that was me just like going there to visit her. That wasn't even like me helping. That was just me like being like, hey, I want to come hang out. And she was like, well, I'm working. Can you do that too? And I was like, hell yeah, I'll help. And so even the, I feel like, and I feel like I'm super lucky though, because I've only been a pet setter for a year and a half, almost two years. So I'm also really young in the pet sitting game. Whereas in the holistic game, I've got some, I've got some miles yeah, <laughs> in the pet yeah. sitting game. I'm like, I feel like I'm super, super lucky because the small instances where it would be an issue, I know how to stay calm in the situation and read the animal so that I can hear how they want to speak to me. So I know how they want me to approach them and how I can care for them, you know, at the end of the day. Um, So let's move on to talking a little bit about yoga, because I've noticed that you've kind of like made a couple posts on your Instagram talking about yoga. Um, Do you practice? And if so, what kind of methods work for you? So I do practice now. Mm -hmm. I would say that um, I, I had to do some research actually about yoga. Uh, I was a little bit biased on it in massage therapy. Um, I understood the benefits of yoga, the science behind it, the breathing, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But the culture of it for, I guess the people who, cause like in Hawaii, everyone was a yoga instructor. Mm. Everyone was, Oh my God, like namaste. And I'm vegan. <laughs> and I was just, and yeah. I just get so irritated. And like, as a massage therapist, I was like, I understand that we have to like work together, but you are so freaking annoyed. Like, do you even yeah. practice what you preach? Mm-hmm. Because it just felt like it was so about the poses. It was, and then it became so clicky. Like, because mm-hmm. I wasn't perfectly six packed abs, skinny bikini tan, I couldn't really fit in with the girls that were doing aerial yoga on the beach with these like, but, and, and like you think like in Hawaii, it's just extra bad because like, everyone's <laughs> yeah. there like stunting all the time. And so mm-hmm. I was just very, 
you know, I had to grow from that. And so I did research and I had to allow myself that, like to let go of my stigma about it. And I could only do that recently, right? Because <laughs> we have to grow and mature. And so I did. And I started with yoga with Adrian. And so I wanted to find teachers that use the same values that I have. And I believe in, I really do believe in the power of touch. I really do believe in yoga's power of breath. I believe in the practice of yoga. And because I believe in that, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to tag along that excess stigma Mm. with it. You know, like you need to grow up and evolve past that stigma and be like, well, yes, yes, there's going to be weird things about everything we do, but this is really important for your body. And when you practice yoga every day, you can really feel the difference. And I like to think of my body as a separate person because it's easier for me to care for other people. And so I don't do yoga for me. I do yoga for my body because she deserves that. And, and when I did yoga with Adrienne, she wasn't really about the poses. She was really about, you know, like, She just had like a very chill vibe and was just kind of about breath and making sure that you could show up however you needed to show up. And that is really what, that's what, that's the message for holistic care. Show up how you need to show up, Mm. but just show up for yourself. And yoga is showing up for your body. And when you do it regularly, and hopefully one day it'll become a lifestyle for me, um, practice you know, because sometimes I still get caught up, you know, when they're doing extra poses and I can't move that way or I can't bend that way. And I'll be like, well, I'm just sucking today. And, <laughs> but, but it's like, but you took the time to do that for your body. You still did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yesterday you, you did it. So like, good job. And I'm actually going to do her next 30 days because there's this saying where it's like a one month to create a habit, three months for it to like stick, one year for it to become like a routine, and then three years for it to become like a lifestyle. And so I was like, well, if I have like, and I know everyone's timeline's different, but I was like, well, at least it gives me like a, I guess like a goal. So I'm trying to do three months of like, as, a, as like a challenge. So if I can just set it in my mind as a little tiny chunk challenge, you know, just like, oh, it's just a little 30 day challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking like, I have to live my life like this right away. Mm-hmm. And so, so I feel like yoga with Adrian, if you want to baby step it is perfect because that's what I'm doing. So I believe in it. I understand the science of it, but it took me a long time to actually implement the practices because I had to get over it myself pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it's the imposter as well. Like I'm kind of similar. Like I go like before the lockdown, I was going to classes and um, they were really helpful because it kind of forced me. Well, the fact that I was paying as well. So I felt like, okay, I'm paying oh, yeah. for it. So I have to do it. But um, <laughs> like, I kind of felt, intimidated at first like watching everyone but then like you I I like felt the benefits and I thought like well like I don't care like about them yeah. I don't care about their poses I don't care if they're judging me because I can't get into a back bend or whatever kind of pose like yes. I do it for me and like just listening to you now um I definitely feel like I need to start doing it again on more of a regular basis I feel like you need to be a life coach like can you coach me please because like I need to speak to you every day so that we can discuss (laughs) (laughs) I'm being completely serious right now like oh my goodness like yes I need somebody who's like so positive and has so much energy and just so much wisdom and knowledge behind it like I'm enjoying this conversation so thank you oh as am I thank you 
I'm telling you the vibes here is so like it's like mellow static you know yeah. when you're like it's like it's got flow but then it, there's like just a spark of just like charisma mm, I'm feeling it <laughs> love it I love it and I also loved how how you said when you you like I could hear your like inner spunk because I feel like for girls specifically it's so hard for us to get to be like okay I'm not going to think about what other people think because we're bred to think about what other people think how does mm-hmm. my hair look how's my makeup am I looking fashionable because they're like oh you could be natural no you can't in the business world you do need to have a you need to like it's required you have to put up your best front like that's the social mm-hmm. like, look you know and so um but you can you can do those things and still yeah 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 no definitely you can do those things and still <laughs> love but like and but your energy where you're like no and 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 you're like I'm gonna do those things and but your spunkiness came out and I feel like for women we have to get like we have to pump ourselves up we'd be like you know yeah. I don't care what they think I'm gonna do this for me and I and I just mm-hmm. I like heard the spunk and the like little like uh 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 and I was like yes yes get it <laughs> Yes, you hype yourself up because that's exactly what I have to do. I have to like 10 minutes before I leave. I'm like, okay, we want to do this. We want to go outside. We want to be active. We're going to go talk to people. Well, let's do this. Yeah. And <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a bad Thank bee. You. I'm a bad bee. And like, you have to, like, <laughs> no, to go so to go love yourself. That's the crazy part. Uh-huh. You're literally hyping you to go love on yourself. Like, <laughs> you got to do what you, you got to do. Yeah. You have to be your number one fan yes. at the end of the day. Yes. You are your own cheerleader. And when you realize that, then you can do so much more with your life. Mm -hmm. You can can be a witch of your life and conjure stuff. You can be an entrepreneur and business your life. You can, you can do it all. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Um, So now moving on to my favorite part of the show, pets. I know we've already spoken a lot about pets anyway, (laughs) um, but can you tell us a bit more about your life and journey with pets so far? I really want to hear about your dog and then Friday. Tell us all about it. Oh, so Friday was not actually supposed to happen. Hmm. She kind of adopted me. Like I said, I'm a dog person. Mm-hmm. Um, my first a dog that I adopted that was for me her name was Adelaide Sage Kirsch um Mm. and we were uh we were the loveless loveless ladies at the time that's the name that I went by Mm -hmm. um and she went everywhere with me but after after I had to come to a hard decision because I went nomadic and he could provide for her because he was in the military. So he could make sure that she had vet appointments. She'd have, you know, a great place to stay. He could provide a walker. And I had to do something that like any, it's going to sound strange, but I feel like you understand. I felt like a mother that yeah. had to give away her kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I still cannot fathom having to have another dog. That's mine. Like, I just like, I just can't. I loved her. I, and like, he'll still send me like pictures and stuff. Like we've been, it's been like 10 years. Um, but like, he'll still occasionally like once out of a blue moon or like, you know, be like, oh yeah, Adelaide had a hip surgery. She's fine. Da, 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 Cause she's getting older now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so I just, I could never, I was like, I could never own a dog again. And I remember after that, I tried to own a fish and <laughs> I, again, I had a failing out and I had, I had to, I went back to nomadic lifestyle and I couldn't live nomadically with the fish. The fish lived with me in the spa for a little while, but like, yeah, my boss was like, you can't, like, I like a fish, but like, we can't have a fish here. And I was like, all right, fine. So, so 
um, she ended up going and getting adopted to a bigger tank and I still bawled my eyes out and I was like, okay, I'm not ready. And so when I moved back to the mainland all those years later, I met up with these friends of ours and we had game night. And so we would pick different games. And this one particular night we were playing munchkins and she was with Foxy. There was a Foxy was a older dog, kind of blind. And she, but she was the sweetest little dog. And she was like, yeah, no, we have a cat Friday around here somewhere. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so we're all playing the game. And then this big chunky little cat comes waddling out of the hallway <laughs> and it's a Friday and she's like, Meow. and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh, kitty. And then so like, she just comes and she just um, sits like next to me, but not next to me. And yeah. so I'm like, all right, Jade, play it cool. It's a cat. You gotta, yeah, play it cool. Like you, you don't want their attention. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm gonna play cool. Like I don't want it. I don't want their attention. I get more nervous introducing myself to a cat than I do a guy, I swear. And so I'm like, because I need them to like me. I'm like, you must like me. And so, <laughs> and so, and so I sat there and then before I knew it, she was on me. And then um, I was like petting her and she like needed a good, um, she needed like a good grooming. Mm. And so I just kept petting and petting and petting. And then the, um, and then my friend, she was like, hey, I'll, grab you the brush and I was like oh that'd be awesome thank you and so I just like groomed her and no joke for the two hours when that I was there she let me brush her and groom her and we got out about like we got about some like some of her butt mats and stuff like that mm-hmm. and and Allison and um that's my friend's name yeah. and her um partner at the time were both very like very like commentary on how it was awesome that Friday was like bonding with me or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I love her, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, um, you know, I could come over here and just like, you know, like groom her if you need me to or whatever, you know? And um, they were very appreciative. They're like, well, you could take her. And I was yeah. like, what? They're like, you can, you know, you can. And, and I, I thought they were joking. Like yeah. I was like, there's no way these people are just like, and they've had her since she was a freaking kitten. So I was like, there's no way that they're like, like, this has to be a joke. No. And so I walked away. And then, and so I was talking to my partner at the time we went back to the, uh, to the apartment. And, um, this is actually right before Anna was going to move to Tampa with, with us. And so I was like, okay, um, what if, what if we had a cat? And he was like, no, if you get a cat, they have to be free and it has to come with everything. And I mean, everything, like we're not paying for any of the stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and we had had that, we had had that, um, <laughs> we had had, sorry, I should, I'm really bad at timeline. We had had that conversation like before I had gone to see the couple with the cat. So when they had said that, we got in the car and I looked at him and I said, what if they give me the cat with all this stuff? Do you remember what you said? And then he was like, (laughs) he was just like, I don't, I think they were just joking, Jade. And I was like, okay, maybe they're just joking. And then, so we went to the second game night and they had boxed up her stuff. And they were like, they were like, yeah, we thought about it, you know, because she had an allergy to the cat. And so she was like, I've always had an allergy, but we love the cat and we've never seen anybody bond with it. And then so I took her home that I didn't take her home that day, but like I took her home in my heart that day, I guess yeah. you could say. 
And um, it was so sweet because they like sent me all the pictures they had of her when she was uh, that they that they had taken over the over the course of the time. I'm not really sure about her and Foxy's relationship. I knew that they were together, but I don't think she liked Foxy okay. too much. Yeah. yeah, she was. They like they like would chill in each other's presence. Yeah, but they weren't the type to like cuddle up together or they coexist. You know. Yeah, they coexisted and they were like, what's up, homie? What's up? You mm-hmm. know, and I could tell that, like, she missed him. And I know Aww. that she likes cohabitating. Yeah. Um, but I think since moving into a space that's largely her own, where she has her own mm. freedom, and because I make it a point to play with her and be active because we wanted to get her weight down. Um, so I, like, make it a point to, like, actively get her. And she seems a lot more happy. Yeah. Uh but I don't like to guess, you know, I always want to, <laughs> but, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that she's yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cute. Um, I watched your Instagram story highlights with you and Friday going on road trips to, you know, Arizona, El Paso. And honestly, all I was thinking was, oh my God, I would love to do this. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and taking Friday on her first like little road trip? What was that like? Oh my gosh. So on my Instagram, there's a highlight that says from Cal, that says from Florida, it says FL to CA. Yeah. So I didn't want to fly her. That'd give me way too much anxiety. Yeah. And also I was moving, moving. So I had a bunch of stuff. So I got a U-Haul and I was prepping to have her. So it took me a while. Like I read a lot of the stuff that like you have to do to prep your animal for like traveling. So I got like a, I switched out and get her to start using a travel litter box like two months before. And mm-hmm. then I, and then I got her like a case and I just put the case down on the ground and like would feed, put treats by it and stuff. So it could smell like her in the house so that she's not getting all new travel stuff. And then nothing smells like her and nothing smells like the space. And then, cause I know that they're just very scent, scent yes. animals. And so I just wanted to make sure that the space was very like comfortable for her. She knew this was her space. And so when we got the, and I, and I got a diffuser for the U-Haul that with uh, doTERRA essential oils that we could smell throughout the car ride. And I started using those around the house before we did it. Nice. <laughs> I just, I felt like a, I felt like a mom. almost like with the baby and I had everything like I had and we took her to the vet we got her medicine because she does have anxieties where she naturally just kind of like nibbles when she gets excited and when she was chunky she used to not be able to reach to nibble so we never noticed it before you know because she would only like do the little front of her paws but now that she's lost weight she can like nibble on herself and so that's why we took her to the vet and I was like hey she is kind of anxious occasionally when she gets really anxious or excitable she just does this like trigger um and so we I definitely used that in the beginning because in the beginning it felt like the first couple of hours in the car was awful she was super good to go inside of the case when I took her into the stores and stuff mm-hmm. um she's also an older cat so she's an old lady she's yeah um 12 okay yeah she's 12 years old and even though I feel like she's getting younger since having her and like our relationship developing, I feel like she's just her opening up. I also feel like she never left the house at all. So I didn't really realize the impact it was going to have on the cat. And that's, that's also why that, you know, the animal and the holistic and kind of being like, okay, you know, the energy. And I feel like she has the potential to 
be able to do that regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's but she's still very like the confidence needs to be built up more. And so I wish I could say that like I had like cool training skills and stuff where I was able to get her more comfortable faster, but I wiped down that U-Haul with scent wipes. I yeah. put the diffuser on there and she's still like she wasn't panting. She didn't pant um okay. super high. She didn't do no panting, which was good, a good sign. She did sleep. Towards the end, I felt I hate giving I hated giving her those medicines. I just she was always so fussy about it, you know. So <laughs> but um so I would plan it out so that the spaces that had like a lot of noise that were super loud, like that I knew that we were going to be driving through mm-hmm. those, she would sit through so that the regular, like easy roads where it was nighttime, where she could kind of like explore and peek her head out. Then it was, it was a lot safer. Yeah. Um, but I do want to have her, I have all of the equipment now. So we've been building her up on porch confidence and she actually, I was sitting out on the front porch and actually walked out no leash out onto the porch outside of the house on her own. And the reason that that's a big deal is because she would never go outside. Like outside was a huge no-no. And we've been working on that for two years Mm -hmm. for her just outside. So I felt kind of bad that we had to speed up that process for her, but she responded really well. um, Even towards the end, even without the medication, she had kind of gotten into it, but she definitely was over the drive by the time we got to Cali Lake. Yeah. When we got to my dad's house in Texas, she was like, I don't necessarily want to get back in that van. No mom. And was like (laughs) huffy with me and was like meowing. Like I would talk to her and she was meowing back at me. And I was like, okay. Cause she's so docile. She never, she lets you pick her up, hold her. She's like, you could touch her anywhere. She's just so so docile Mm -hmm. so her actually like mouthing off at me I was like okay I'm sorry (laughs) but she's been she's been getting more adventurous so I'm really excited we actually have ducks on the outside of my porch like live ducks the streams and so she'll go and she'll peek out there and what I wanted to get her to do is I want to get her a vest get her comfortable wearing a vest and have her start walking down. Okay, now we're going to work from the front porch stairs, from the stairs to go and be able to observe the ducks together. And Aww. so that's that's the goal, yeah. <laughs> well, keep us posted because I would love to see the progress and I would love to see Friday, like videos of Friday out and about. That would be so, so cute. Yes, I I have to remember to do that. You know, when you get into it with your yeah, own cat, you know, when you're on the job and you're always taking pictures and when you go yeah. home, just forget, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're so caught in the moment, but that's fine because you might as well enjoy the moment and, and just be happy within that moment. But of course, if you do get a chance, I'm sure myself oh, and the will. listeners would love, yeah, we'd love to see Friday in her element. That's so cute. <laughs> Um, would you say that Friday has really helped you aid your own well-being at all? I'm sure this is just like a no-brainer, of course, but like, do you have any like, I don't know, examples of how she's kind of like helped you aid your well-being? Yes, um, definitely. Uh routine. Routine. Mm-hmm. So when you live nomadically, you're able to switch and go all the time. And so you kind of create a routine of inconsistency. Um, and But it's not necessarily inconsistent. It's just that you've positioned yourself to constantly be emotion. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think even if you don't aren't nomadic, some people mentally do that with work life. Um, and she kind of 
I would say the two years having her, I don't take naps. It's not like a thing. But in order to incorporate these habits, I've had to incorporate plan Bs. So sometimes I don't feel up to doing a meditation, but I still have that time spaced out for myself. So I ask myself, what do I want? And sometimes I'm so frustrated because I can't figure out what to give myself. Mm -hmm. And that sounds strange, but that's whenever Friday is usually around. And she'll just be chilling or meowing. Or sometimes she'll feel my energy start nibbling and it'll distract me from my own thought process. And I'll be like, hey, don't do that. And then she'll look at me and be like, I just wanted your attention. And (laughs) And in those moments, though, she will be still with me, you know, and like purr and want my attention and want me to reach out to her takes me out of my old form of thinking Mm -hmm. and puts me back in my new form of thinking, being there with her. Yeah. And she does that. It's, it's not necessarily like big moments, but I think it's the moments they give us randomly like, like that, just like instantaneous, like you're correcting them about something. Well, for her, it's, you know, like they're jumping on something. You're like, no, no, no. But they're, they're just asking for your attention and they're trying to get you to see something or do something or get out of your own space or head. And I notice that whenever she gets super playful, I'm usually really deep in my head. And when they want your attention, you're usually deep in a space. And sometimes I feel like most of the time, at least for me, I'm about to get irritated. Like I'm on the verge of irritation with my work and she'll be around trying to distract me and I'll be like, what is going on? And, but if you take the moment to pause with them in that moment, it allows you to be fluid in the ways you need to be fluid. But then the cat life, they like their routine. I eat at this time. I want to have experience at this time. I like to nap during these hours. And so it's, they teach you the fluidity of self-care that you need to have, but the rigidness of like keeping a consistent routine. And I think when you live with an animal that lives that life or it teaches you in those small little ways. And she just constantly does that. And sometimes it's in a, it'll impact me big enough to like make me cry, you know, and I'll be like, oh. yeah. and, and other days it'll be big enough to impact me to not beat up on myself. And I'll like, I know it sounds strange, but sometimes when those happen, I will purposefully write it down in my planner, the things that Friday helps me with, because I feel like I have to remind myself to not go back to the old ways and it's hard and it's and I feel like yeah just I don't know I love my cat sorry (laughs) she's the inspiration for all just like Adelie was the inspiration to be to go out and to live a life of adventure Friday is now teaching me how to hone that energy to Mm -hmm. be constructive (laughs) animals forever teaching (laughs) absolutely 100% they feel the energy they understand it they communicate with us it's so true because as you were like sharing that story I was thinking about stories of you know cats that I've been around and my own cat and I lost my cat um he um had to be um euthanized um about three four months ago now he was very old but like it just made me think of memories with him and how he kind of helped me and um my mom and yeah it's just oh they are just you never you'll never forget them and um they they bring so much to you to your life like you feel like I don't know about you but it feels like you know when you're a pet sitter we're caring for the animals but in a way it feels like they're caring for us Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm so, I'm so, um, I'm so 
whenever you said that just now with your pet, I got like, I got so teary eyed. I'm so sorry. I, I have a, I just, I feel moved to tell you this. Um, I just learned this. It's called a bridge meditation from animal, from the animal Reiki lead class that I'm taking. Mm -hmm. Um, where you, and I don't know if you're big on meditation or not, but where, uh, you are? Oh, you do? Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Cool. Okay, cool. So I always feel weird. Like when I tell, you know, cause some people don't like the woo woo. Um, but it's this meditation that you can do where, um, and I've heard some, I have, I have, I'm struggling with it. Um, I get, I get too emotional and I shut down. Um, but I, people in my class have done the bridge meditation where, and they've said they were able to see pets that have passed away and wow. connect with them. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, because I don't think people understand that that animals impact your life just as deeply as human connections do. 100%. And 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 when they're they're gone, that impact is is the same. You know what I'm saying? Like there's mm-hmm. the energy of the grief and the process is the same with an animal as it is if you lost a family member. And I think some people think that they don't feel that animals are that way, but we have to respect that. And so I think the bridge meditation is whenever I learned it, I was like, oh, I have to show this to people who have lost or had to let go. And so what you do is you're, you know, you you can sit in a comfortable, your body is, you know, comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you're going to just be in in the um I say like just let your thoughts flow, you know, realize that they're just there to do your brain's just thinking, just let it think, you know. And what I do to trick myself is I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna think of things and I will think of nothing. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's the trick I use. Nice. Um, but you're you create this mental envisionment of a of a of a, of a bridge in your mind from your heart. And at the, at this, at the end of the bridge, you can picture into mind, um, the animal that you want to think of and, but you're not demanding that animal there. What you're doing is you're just thinking of them and you're just thinking of your connection and the love that you share. And that builds the bridge. And when you start breathing from your stomach, you know, nice deep inhales, push your stomach out, you know, exhales, your stomach goes in and you want to make sure you're breathing from, from your core, not just from your chest Mm -hmm. and get into that like rhythm, you know, that love that you feel for that animal and that envisionment of that bridge and then being able to connect with them. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable sharing other people's stories, but it was beautiful and moving the experiences that other people had of being able to see their dog. And when I tried the bridge myself, just thinking about her makes me upset. So I think it's just Mm -hmm. not like ready but I but I felt like maybe you want maybe you like you maybe you want to try it or you know to feel that connection or if you're into meditation to you know give it a shot the bridge meditation thank you thank you so much for sharing that Jade I'm definitely going to try it um because I feel like at the time as well I was I was distraught obviously and um I was just in tears on the floor crying like I just couldn't handle it. It was like losing, um, like a family. It's, he was a family member. Um, and like you mentioned, just the same feeling as, as it would be if you were to, to lose a person, which is equally, you know, uh, um, saddening. Um, and I feel like I just kept myself quite busy so that I couldn't really process. And I don't even know if now, 
I fully processed it because in my mind, sometimes I still keep forgetting that he's not there. And like yeah. I shared it on the podcast before I've spoken about him um, where, cause he, he had black fur. So in the night, if I needs to get like some water from the kitchen, I would tread really carefully to, and slowly. And um, I still, when I'm at home, I still do that sometimes. Not thinking. <laughs> yeah. I still keep, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like he's not, here anymore or I'll look for his box oh. floor and I'm just like why isn't it there and then I remember so I I feel like yeah like a meditation like that bridge meditation will probably help give me some closure as well um to kind of you know realize that you know life is a transition and that he, and he's not really ever gone yeah he's oh 100 you know what I actually feel his spirit so much like me and my mom we're just like do you feel that? Did you hear that? And like, right. See, so then, yeah, yeah that's why I was like, I knew there was a reason yeah. I had to tell you about the bridge. I was just yeah. like, oh, like, I feel like this is like a thing, like for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. 100% Jade. Like, yeah, he's like, we'll have a conversation off the podcast, but he's 100% still there. And um, I think it's the same for quite a lot of people, like anyone who's listening right now, who's kind of had um, that experience of sadly losing um, an animal in, in body. They know that they're still there. They may feel a presence or they may, they may feel it in their heart, but mm-hmm. the animal spirit will always be there. And I feel like it never, it never goes away. Yeah. It's the same as a person. Yes, yes. The energy of the being will be there as long yes. as you, as long as you're there actively feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, allowing 100%. yourself to feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um so do you have uh any future planned trips with Friday at all? Anything in the cards? Yes, I do. I want to take her to see the ocean. So oh. That's that's the goal. So it's first it's French porch, then it's the stairs, then it's the ducks, then it's the car. That is <laughs> but the first trip I want to make with her, um, I would like to take her to the beach. And because California beaches, there's so much sand. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we could really start like far enough away from the cars to where she could just kind of like be like, okay. And then far enough away from the water to where mm. it won't freak her out yeah so I really because I love the beach and so I would love to just have her be chilling with me and California gets cool enough to where I would be able to bring her out like obviously not during mm-hmm. summer times yeah. but definitely during but beach life would be dope would be so yeah dope. <laughs> oh my gosh please as well again those moments <laughs> Take some I'm going to record it all. I got a fancy yes. camera now. It's oh, going to get the upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. Um, lastly, Jade, if the listeners want to find out more about you, your accounts online, I know you have a YouTube channel as well. Where can they find you? I worked really hard to make everything matchy-matchy. So it's Jade's One Woman Show on Instagram, um, as well as pretty much any other social <laughs> is at Jade's one woman. And then um, my, I have my Facebook page which is just Jade Loveless. And then YouTube, you can just type in Jade Loveless and it'll show my pineapple cat. And it looks like a little Pokemon character, but that is Friday as a little avatar. Um, and that's my logo. So <laughs> you can just click on that and come follow me or reach out. If you have any holistic practices that you like really are amazing and that you like or want to share, then 
always feel free to DM me because I'm always wanting to try new, new things. Like now I've read about singing bowls and I've been doing a lot of research on that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so, so much for this conversation. Like I can't even tell you how much it's energized me and just made me feel good in my heart and just in my body. Like it's the evening here in London. I know it's like the morning for you. <laughs> and I feel alive. Like I feel like I feel yes, like, I like a dusk dawn approaches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this feels amazing. So thank you. And I'm sure the listeners will get just as much as I did from our chat. And it was lovely so thank you so oh much. i appreciate you mahalo Aww. okay well have a lovely rest of your day and goodbye bye